attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. <laughs> I usually say welcome back, but I'm like, I'm back. Oh, y'all, it's back. been a, it has been a journey, folks. I succumb to the world's worst sinus infection it was you didn't you didn't want to hear my voice for a good week dana <laughs> heard me on the phone and i think i'm still a little residual nasally but not not as bad yeah but here we are i can hear it in your voice a little bit you sounded like tom waits on the phone when i talked to you a couple <laughs> like last week you're like hello like, oh, it sounded no, like Ghostface. That's some ghost face voice going on, speaking of. That's the dream. We haven't even talked about this. Well, buddy, you and Ryan, Ryan and I talked about it. You and Ryan talked about it. Well, you're it. sick. I know, but I loved it. Scream 6, if that's if anybody's wondering what we're talking about. And I got totally stumped today, because today is April 1st, April Fool's, mm-hmm. and I was scrolling on Twitter at one point today, and I see the official ghost face, like from the Halloween costume ghost face, and they... That like Twitter account often interacts with the official Scream Movies Twitter account. Yeah. Tweeted, I'm not done yet. Hashtag Scream 7. And then oh. said April Fool's. And I was like, don't, don't toy. Don't toy with my heart. Oh. Really, really don't. I'm sure Scream 7 is coming because Scream 6 like has made the most money any Scream movies ever made or something. I loved it. It was fun. I've seen it twice. I'll see it again when it's on like Paramount Plus or something. But... Or who am I kidding when I buy it on iTunes? But loved it, loved it, loved it. And actually watching it the second time, I liked it more than the first time. Okay, I need to watch it a second time. Because remember, the day after the premiere, you called me and I was like, I'm not sure I liked it. And then you talked me back into liking it. And I needed that. Because there were a lot of really great points. I don't want to spoil anything here. I do think the opening is one of the better ones that I've seen in a while. I I guess. opening. In the opening. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It was good. And the opening is always so key for those movies. So. It really is. Yeah. I think that one and four have the best openings. I love four. Oh. I know. The movie within weird. a movie. I know. I loved it. I loved it. I, I loved know. four though. And I don't think you liked four as much. I do like four. Four um, is growing on me. Because. Okay. Emma. Like Jill Roberts. Emma Roberts. As Ghostface. Mm-hmm. She's actually been one of the crazier Ghostface. She is crazier. I don't love Emma Roberts as an actress, know, like in, in that part. Yeah, we've talked about this. Well, but anyhow. Anyhow, Scream 6 was great. You all have a reprieve from us talking about Scream until they announce Scream 7, and then I'll be all excited, and every other week they'll have an update about it as we're getting close to Scream 7. So enjoy, enjoy the well. reprieve from that one. Um, Dana... We're going. Oh, my God. We're going to Disney Dude, World soon. Okay, I have a problem. And please, I hope my boss doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. Because, look, I will do a little bit of work. And then I will find myself easily distracted by going to, like, all the chat boards and the Facebook groups of all the Disney wish planning. Because I'm so obsessed. I can't wait to get on this big old ship wait. and experience it. I was watching. Oh, did I tell you that Ryan and I watched the um, Disney Wish documentary? Oh, yeah, the on. one we watched over the holidays. Yeah, we wa- we just yeah, watched it. Wasn't it good? Oh, it was so good. 
it got us really pumped. You should rewatch it again to get excited. Yeah, maybe well before because today, big exciting news: our luggage tags finally came. We've been waiting on those. So finally, our line luggage tag showed up. I'm so excited! Like we've got our things booked. We should do like maybe next week. We should do like a whole cruise preview show because we haven't really talked about like booking activities and doing all these things that we've done so far. Maybe we do something like that. Sure. There you go, I think folks. That's great. Preview coming. But anyway, I'm super excited. I'm also super excited to get to Disney World, to be at the Magic Kingdom, to ride a little thing called Tron. I know. That's so cool. I know. I'm so excited. Well, maybe we should just dive into our mouse musings because I know Tron is one of them and I'll, I'll let you start. But folks, this episode, we're going to be doing our typical mouse musings, all the Disney news. And Adam this time has prepared a vault for us. I did. Yeah. My voice will actually work for the vault. Maybe I'll do the whole <laughs> vault in vault voice. No, I won't. That'll be really <laughs> annoying. Anyway, do you want me to start since I just dropped the big T word, Tron? Absolutely, I do. Go for it. Okay. All right. So, Tron, I have been trying to avoid spoilers, uh-huh. aka on YouTube and on TikTok and on Twitter and on Instagram. It's getting very hard to avoid these spoilers because pass holder previews just finished, cast member previews have finished. They've been doing a soft opening. So they actually opened it earlier than expected to the public. And you could jump in just virtual queue only. I don't even think you could buy individual lightning lanes yet. It Uh was just virtual queue. Very limited hours. They had it open to very limited spots. But some folks are already, some of us little people, the general (laughs) public, who can't get a pass even though we want them. An annual pass, that is. Bob. Anyway, (laughs) what? They've been able to write it. I can't wait. The reviews are still that the seats are a little snug. Yeah. I, You know, I'm not going to go there. We've already been there. So it's a little snug. So I don't know. Take a deep breath. Strap in because it is a wild ride. And all the other reviews are saying, maybe avoid uh, hitting cosmic rays before you get on Tron. Like save... Save the um, big donut from Joffrey's or the Cosmic Rays till uh, after you do a spin on the light cycle. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing, too. I also saw on TikTok, I think, um, that they do have lockers that you can use your magic bands to, like, sign in and out of yeah. that locker. And they are saying... Well, this is new. Yeah, this is a new thing. It's kind of a popular thing at Universal. You see lockers right. over there, but this is new for the Disney universe but i also heard that they do have like a closed little tiny contraption so if you need to put your phone or like a wallet or glasses it can hold that but that's about it how many glasses wallets and phones do you think are going to be left in those boxes because people totally you jazz after riding the ride yeah you totally forget to grab your because they're basically saying you can't have anything in your pockets on this ride which is so similar to like Universal, where they have metal detectors that you have to walk through at the rides at Universal. Yeah. The ones that have the lockers, because they require you to even put your cell phone in the locker, wallet, keys, cash, whatever you have in your pockets has to go in the locker. Bags have to go in the locker. So it's the same thing with Tron. They're saying your bags have to go in the locker, anything bulky, but you can still bring your phone, have your phone on you when you're in line, and then... Check your phone in the little compartment. Just don't forget it. Yeah. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. I hope there's like an announcement saying like, don't forget, because I'd forget. I would 100% forget. I have left hats on rides. I've left Ray-Ban sunglasses on rides. Like, I I just forget because I'm all like, that was so fun. And then I 
it's gone. Ryan does the same thing. No, I'm pretty good about remembering that stuff, but I'm also too addicted to my phone to not go more than a few minutes without thinking, <laughs> oh no, where's my phone? But no, so that's exciting. Did I tell you when we were at Disney World last, I left my hat on Big Thunder. And because for our little Instagram account, I've been shooting some videos all the time. Yeah. I actually shot video of the train car like coming in before I got on it. Yeah. And I was able to show it to the cast member. Literally, it was like 10 minutes later after I had ridden Splash Mountain because I, the reason I left my hat is because I jumped off that ride to run the Splash Mountain to do Splash Mountain and see the fireworks. Yeah. And I rode Splash Mountain, realized I left my hat on Big Thunder, went back over there, showed it to the cast member. He was like, CSI, find Adam's hat. And we were like watching the video, freezing it, looking, and he could identify which train it was Whoa. and what seats I was in. And he goes, I'll be back. Five minutes later, he came back with my hat. He found the exact train and it was still in the pocket. That's amazing. Oh, your hat got to go on like five rotations of the wildest ride. <laughs> That's amazing. So anyway, note to everybody, just maybe take a little video of your ride vehicle coming in and the cast member might be able to find it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm excited. We're super excited because also, you know, the um, new action figures you can buy with Tron. No, <laughs> but like your face is a video in the face. That sounds weird. I don't know if I'm going to. Like oh yeah. That. This is some crazy thing. Kurt has been obsessed about this and you had to get a reservation to have this done. It's like 79 or $89. And you get this Tron action figure and they do a recording of your face. And the face is your face is the action figure. I don't. Like I don't this. know. So Kurt woke up. He pulled an Adam and woke up at six in the morning to get the reservation. Oh, my God. Got goodness. the reservation for oh. when we were there at the Magic Kingdom. So and now he's kind of like, should we do Noah's face? I have a little Noah Tron action figure, which might be kind of funny. That would be funny. That'd be kind of cute. So, or really creepy. It's probably really face. creepy. <laughs> so, well, we'll be able to talk about it in a few weeks. So yeah, it's true. that is a Tron update. I'm just, I'm super excited to write it, even though it's only a minute long. I know. The whole ride. I know. It's like a short. It looks huge Peter for only Pan. a minute. I know. Well, we'll see. Is Peter Pan really only a minute? I think so. I think it's only a minute long. Yeah, I know. It's really short. Yeah, that's a blink and it's over. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so more Disney news. This is Cruise Line news, since we're so cruise-heavy these days. They announced <laughs> the 2024 summer sailing dates, which are going to go to Europe, Alaska, the Caribbean, the Bahamas, and across the Atlantic. So new dates are out. If you're looking to book, they came out March 30th. So contact me, I guess, or anybody, but get yourself a reservation on one of these cruises because they're going to be a bunch of them. And in addition, I think this is even cooler, Disney Cruise Line announced a brand new Disney-owned island in the Bahamas that people will get to go to visit here in the summer of 2024. It's called Lighthouse Point, and there's not a lot of photos so far, like just the photo renderings, but it looks very tropical and bright colors. I think they're celebrating nature of the Bahamas, so... Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. A lot of like nice. storied buildings, which looks neat. I, I don't know what else to say about this, but that it's going to be a brand new Disney owned island, just like Castaway Key. K, I always say it wrong. Castaway, Castaway Key. Castaway Key is. Yeah. That will be Lighthouse Point. So if you're looking to visit Lighthouse Point, you're going to need to book a cruise that goes out of Fort Lauderdale. And right now, I think that is only the Disney Magic this summer. So. 
you're interested in the magic, yeah. you want to see this new it's island. It's really interesting. They're not shifting the wish to go to the new island. Yeah. Like the new ship to go to the new island. I was like, oh, no, are they getting rid of Castaway Key and replacing it with Lighthouse? No, they've just added a second island. I, yeah. At yeah. Lighthouse Point. That's crazy. Well, and I feel like Castaway Key has universally liked reviews. I, I think everybody who goes, for the most part, really likes it, and they have a lot to offer. Yep. So it seems like Disney's realizing probably, and that the Bahamas proper visit, people are not as excited about. So maybe they're like adding this one in, and eventually we'll start adding more that they can just kind of keep you in the Disney bubble island style. Hey, I'm here for that. I know, anyway, right? I, um, all this cruise talk, I just want to be there. I know. Okay. All right. So, you ready? Oh, There's I'm ready. News. I'm ready. That's like, I feel like that has to be the intro to music to that, to this, to this next segment. Maybe Ryan can put this in the... Yeah, that, that. Hopefully you've figured out there are horrible... <laughs> uh, rendition of it. There's some news about the electrical light parade, and it's not what you were thinking. It is not rumored to be coming back to Disneyland, but it's rumored to be coming back to the Magic Kingdom at Disney World. So it is rumored that it will be headed down to Walt Disney World as early as later this year or sometime in 2024. But also, don't worry, you Californians. It'll still be there. The rumor is it is coming back this summer for a limited time. And then it's going to pack up on the U-Hauls and head down to uh, Florida. Wait, it's going to come back again? We already had it. Yep. Yep. Rumored to return for the summer at Disneyland and then uh, head down to Disney World after that. Interesting. So if you didn't catch it, you can catch it again at Disneyland before it comes down to Florida. We didn't catch it last year, mostly because Ray was too tired, but I saw enough videos and I'm kind of fine with, I don't need to see it again. I want Paint the Night to come back. (laughs) That's the one I want at Disneyland. Well, don't you worry, because Paint the Night may be coming back to Disneyland. That's it. That's all we know. It better be. There's a rumor that it will be coming back in like a year or so. So we'll have to see. Oh, that could be kind of cool, too. I would love that. You know they've got all this stuff sitting in a warehouse. Like, just roll it out. Why? Like, why not just have it? I think it's more about the staffing. I don't think it's about the floats themselves. Though yeah. I'm sure they are. Also, It's also staffing of being able to maintain those floats and get enough people to be able to do all of it. But it's also yeah. hiring the the performers and you're it's so many. I just remember working at Disney World and seeing how many performers were in one single parade because there's the characters, there's the dancers, there's all the people you're not seeing who drive the floats. Like it's a huge operation. They do it twice a day. So I bet you that's a big part of it is just staffing. But hey, I'm here for it. I hope it comes back. I I hope it does, too. I love it all. And you know what? Actually, we don't even have this on our list, but I think it's very timely today. Today was the first day in a post-50th anniversary celebration world. You're right. It's done. You're right. It's gone. The most pathetic celebration on the planet. No, I'm kidding. Like, no, I'm not kidding. It was bad. It was bad. Other than some, like, iridescent and some statues, like, and some food and merch that was not good merch. I know. It was very tacky merch. 
You and I haven't talked about this. This is another like a little bit of news, though. We've already talked about this before. But now that the 50th anniversary is done, the fireworks shows are changing at Epcot and Magic Kingdom. They're returning back to Epcot Forever, which was here a couple years ago for a minute. Yep. And then Happily Ever After at the Magic Kingdom is returning. And everyone is ecstatic about that. I am thrilled about Happily Ever After coming back. I liked Harmonious. I did too. I really liked Harmonious. And they spent so much money on those barges. And now they're just going to get rid of them. They're getting rid of them. Like, but I actually, I really liked Harmonious. I loved the like tour around the world that took you through Disney song and hearing those songs in those native languages. It was beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't really love the magic band vibrating through the whole thing, but I did love it. You're the sucker who bought the Magic Band Plus. Um, I just never saw Epcot Forever, so I want to. Oh God, Um, I want to see Epcot (laughs) Forever because I don't know if it's good or not. But yeah, no, Epcot Forever. We saw it. We liked it. But yeah, fiftieth is done, and now everything's the hundred years of wonder, or whatever they're calling it. And apparently, literally, I saw on TikTok like somebody was in like one of the resort quick service locations last night. Yeah. And then went in this morning and there is not a trace of 50th anniversary and everything has been replaced with the hundred. Wow. Like even the resort refillable mugs that you get. Yeah. 50 are out. They all have the hundred logo and look to them now. Dang. Like, they, they work the fast. Crack. They work fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, did I told you about that when we were there for the race and we were up so early, we saw them like taking all the Christmas decorations down at two o'clock in the morning. We were getting up to go to the race. So yeah, that was, that was something to be seen. Anyway, that's that update. Well, one more little piece of news, speaking of the 100 celebration. Yeah. This is more just not put my travel agent hat on. I think you guys should all know that there's some good discounts that just came out, which rarely happens these days at Disney. But Disney World announced some summer discounts. You can save up to 25% on hotel rooms from July 11th through August 20th and September 15th through September 28th. And you can also save up to 30% on most nights, August 21st through September 14th. It's not bad. I know, 25 to 30% off is a pretty sizable discount. The reason being is that nobody wants to go to Disney World in the dead of heat summer. So be prepared if you go. You are going to be living in a swamp. But hey, that's a pretty good discount. So, so if you're looking to book something or you want a price quote, hit me up and I'm happy to share just know that this isn't up to 25 to 30% off. If you're looking at a value resort, it's going to be about 10%. And a moderate, it's going to be about 15%. The deluxes are going to be in the 25 to 30% off range. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. All right. There's one more little bit that we just have to mention because I got to put my ex-news producer hat on. So we've talked about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his hostile takeover of Reedy Creek. Reedy Creek is the, like land where Disney World exists and Disney worked out all these years ago. It's way they own self-govern. They have their own fire department, medical and yada, yada, and all this stuff. Well, when Ron DeSantis got all mad because Disney stood up against his horrendous don't say gay bill, he got all the Republicans in the Florida legislature to vote to strip Disney of its power and reclaim the Reedy Creek and make Disney pay. That was Uh his... Yeah. So, uh uh-huh. Well, (laughs) 
Disney lawyers are very smart people. Yes, they are. Because a couple months before this law went into effect, the Disney Ready Reedy Creek board voted to basically let Disney have all the power until 36 years after the last remaining descendant of King Charles III dies. So (laughs) (laughs) basically forever, they passed this thing. It was registered with the state that was sent through. Like these lawyers crossed every T dotted every I. Yeah. This is amazing. And the fact that the governor had no clue that this happened. Brilliant. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's so as of now, Disney remains in control somehow. I don't know all the details and I haven't dove in that far. I just find it hilarious that Disney pulled one over on Ron DeSantis. Well, and he, that he thought he was big man on campus by changing the board to <laughs> his people only to find out that like their legs have been cut out from under them, which is so great. Yep. So, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like I, that made me happy this week. I know. I'm here um, for the drama. Anyway, that was the last, last little bit. So we can, we can go to Florida shortly and be in Orlando, but more specifically in the Disney bubble. Safe. I can't wait. From Ron DeSantis, where we can say gay. I think you're still allowed to say gay at Disney World. It's like the one place in Florida, except for South Beach, where it's still allowed to be said, I think. I like to think that Disney World is not a part of Florida. (laughs) I, You know, when I'm there, I try to just be like, I'm just in the Disney bubble and nothing more. You land at MCO and you get in that vehicle and you get straight to the bubble. It's like, it's safety. It's like, you know. Anyway. 100%. All right. Well, shall we do a deep dive into a vault? Absolutely, we should. Do you want to guess? Let's do it. Well, can I have a hint? Can you give me a hint? It's not 20,000 leagues under the sea, but it is a deep dive. It's not Nemo. We already did Nemo, right? Mm -mm. Uh Not Nemo. We did Nemo. Um, Deep dive. Uh, Is it the water tanks in Epcot? The aquarium? Oh my gosh, no, but that's a good one. We should do that sometime. Oh, yeah. You know what I want to do there one time? I want to do the lake where you can get in and swim with them. Yeah. Snorkel and, yeah. That would be cool. I know, I always think of that with the uh, Full House episode when they went to Disney World and you saw Jesse and uh, Joey do their radio show underneath (laughs) in the pod (laughs) under there. Seems super problematic. Um, Okay. Okay, no, I don't know. Okay, well, um... Yeah. Okay. Deep dive. What else is underwater or in water? Um, the Jungle Cruise. Uh, no, we no. get the Jungle. Uh, I don't know. What? What? We're looking at the history of Disney Cruise Line. Oh, we haven't done that, and we're oh. going on a cruise. So I That's thought, a great one. That's great. I thought we should learn about how Disney's empire went to the seas. Yeah. I thought. I thought it'd be perfect. So. I got to preface this. A lot of this comes from all ears. Mm-hmm. They kind of had, I did a lot of researching around this because I've, I've just been nerding out about Disney cruise line anyway, as we're getting ready for the trip. And they kind of had the most comprehensive, like understanding of Disney cruise line. So whew, Disney cruise line debuted in 1998. However, that wasn't the first version of Disney at sea. That actually started back in 1985. So the first Disney-themed cruises 
we're back in 1985. You know, a whole 13 years before the Disney Magic, the very first Disney Cruise Line ship, which is still sailing today, was christened. So here's where things started. At one point, Disney was like, we should do some partnerships, right? Maybe expand our little vacation empire. So they partnered with Premier Cruises for land and sea packages. And these were actually pretty good deals at the time. So you could go get several days at Disney World. You would get a private magic morning breakfast with Disney characters at Contemporary's Top of the World restaurant, which is now California Grill, but it used to be called Top of the World. So you got included in this package a few days at Disney World, this exclusive breakfast with Disney characters at the Contemporary Round trip airfare were included in your package and a rental car and unlimited theme park admission. So like it was a pretty good deal. And granted, this was back in 1985 through the mid 90s when Disney was a little cheaper, so to say, yeah, than it yeah. is now. So the cruise was billed as America's number one family cruise vacation. And this went on for several years. And this is Premier's Big Red Boats, as they were known. So these were their big cruise ships. And this is like really before like Royal Caribbean and Norwegian and all them started building these mega ships. Like this was pre all that. So they sailed out of Port Canaveral and just went to Nassau in the Bahamas where we're going. Mm -hmm. They stayed there for like a day and a night. So guests could like go swim, go to the nightclubs, go to the casinos, do all those things, do whatever they wanted in Nassau. But the trick was on this ship, they had characters would come on board. So there'd be like character meet and greets and this and that. So they kind of had the Disney flair on the ship. They would show Disney films, like things like that on the ship. And then they would go. They would also stop at their private island in the Bahamas where guests would head on a little, little boat to get to the ship to Salt Cay, small uninhibited spit of land as it's called. And that actually was cool because they used that island for some scenes from Gilligan's Island. Oh, that's cool. So that's kind of neat. But that is not what Castaway Cake became. This mm-hmm. is just a different island that's down there. I don't know who uses the island now. We should find out. So Disney had originally entered into a 10-year licensing agreement with the Big Red Ship uh, with Premier. And they were kind of like, mm, this isn't working. Not working for us because I think we could do this. Also, one of the biggest reasons why they ended their agreement with them, their licensing agreement, was because Premier's ships were old and did not conform with the Americans with Disabilities Act. So you couldn't, like, there were beginning to be issues with bringing anybody with disabilities onto the ships, which was an issue for Disney. Mm. And then, like, through those 10 years, this is when, like, Norwegian and Royal Caribbean and all these other major cruise lines started building these big mega ships, like stock full of amenities, those floating hotels, you know, that they have that we see now. And so Disney kind of looked at it and was like, huh, should do something about this. So Disney pulled out of the partnership with Premier and then Premier went looking for a new partner and went over to Universal. And so they ended up doing uh, some Universal theme partnership trips and they would have Universal's park characters like, on the ship, they tried to mimic what was happening with Disney, but it just didn't work. Oh. And so as I'm going to get to the beginning of Disney Cruise Line in a second. But what was insane was in September of 2000, they had gone so far underwater, figuratively, not literally, <laughs> that 
U.S. Marshals seized all their cruise ships, including one that ended up with customers on board being escorted by U.S. Marshals boats to Navy Yard in New York to be seized. And all these passengers had to get off the boat because, like, Wait, government what? seized these ships. Yeah. When was this? That was, was that the in the end. early 90s? This was in uh, September of 2000. 2000. Oh, my gosh. So these are the people who were on the big red boat, the cruise. <laughs> yep. And they're like, hey, we're just having a good time going back to Port Canaveral. And it's like, just kidding. Yep. Our boat is being seized by the government. Yep. Dang. So the boat got sent to Navy Yard in Brooklyn. And they were told, all the passengers were told, quote, we regret to inform you that Premier Cruise Lines was forced to suspend operations of all of our vessels indefinitely. Our lender has taken possession of the ships pursuant to the ship's mortgages. So because of that, like the passengers got to leave. But 492 of Big Red Boat's crew members were left stranded on Staten Island for weeks. Holy smokes. Lawyers had to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That Okay. That seems, sorry, but the government maybe should have just waited like the 48 hours until the boat was back in the shipyard. (laughs) Like, just why yeah. did you have to do it during the cruise? Wait until everybody is off the boat and able to, like, deal with their own <laughs> pre-planned transportation rather than make this whole kerfuffle. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yep. 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 So, anyway, the ships eventually went away. There was one left, the big red boat, too. And funny enough, the last time it was really seen was in 2002 when it was parked next to the Disney Wonder in Nassau at one oh. point. That's me. And it was very funny. Yeah. What happens when a cruise... Wait, wait. What happens when a cruise ship goes to die? Like, what do they do? Like a car? They're sold off for scrap metal. Yeah, okay. They're, like, sold for parts. Kind of like when airplanes... Like, when airplanes head out to the graveyard out there in the... Between, you know, basically, what, L.A. and Vegas? The big airplane graveyard out there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same. Where a lot of them are sold off for parts Hmm. and scrap metal. So, that's what happens to the big old cruise ships. So... Let's go back to Disney now. We're going to go back in time a little bit because it was 2000. Several years before the Disney premiere licensing agreement expired in 1994, Michael Eisner was like, all right, we got to do something. Let's not renew this premiere deal. And let's kind of figure out if we can set sail on our own. So for most of 1992, Disney explored multiple options. Mm-hmm. They could partner with other cruise lines. That was a possibility, like find newer cruise lines, newer ships to partner with and bring Disney characters on board. Or they could take a bold step and start their own cruise line. And then at one point, they actually did consider as well letting the partnership with Premier expire and just getting out of the cruising world altogether. But let's be honest. They saw the dollar signs. They knew they could do this. Yeah. So Eisner got everybody together. Did a Eisner. And decided... Yep, decided right there that they should go full speed ahead, no icebergs in sight, and become a major player in the cruise industry. So they got the board together. The board got on board. The board got on board. they decided to launch. (laughs) The board got on board. And they decided to launch Disney Cruise Line. And they were going to start it with two yet-to-be-designed and built massive ocean liners. So that was the easy part. But then they were like, "Uh uh-oh, what do the ships look like? Right. So they had a whole slew of proposals from like the sleek, ultra modern, like what we see on like a Royal Caribbean or Norwegian or, you know, those guys to classic 
and traditional looking back at like the Titanic and the bygone areas of the 1930s. So what they settled on is the classic distinct design that Disney cruise ships have today, which is a modern take on that classic cruise ship. When you really look at the Disney, even up to from the Disney magic all the way through to the new Disney wish, they all have that classic old cruise ship style yeah. bottom to the, like bottom half to them when you look at them with the funnels and the bottom like there's something very classic about it they still have the wooden deck on that one level with like lawn chairs for you to lay out on and do that that's quiet that was just so such a classic thing with the old cruise ship so what they decided to do was really take that classic look but also disney it up a little bit this mm-hmm. is how we got the distinctive funnels the yellow colors, like they wanted it to have the Mickey Mouse colors on it, which is kind of kind of cool. And that's what we get today. So they decided they were going to build the Disney Magic. It's the first one and the Disney Wonder, which, again, are two ships still sailing today. All their ships are still sailing. Today. And yeah. real quick, the, the Magic and the Wonder are like carbon copies of each other, right? Like, yeah. I think they have different yeah. interior yeah. options, but like the structures are identical. The structure is the same, but I still think what's pretty amazing is the structure, the exterior structure of all the ships have that. Like I'm looking at a photo of it right now. It is that it almost looks like a gigantic super yacht, the way they're designed, which I kind of love versus, you know, like the new, uh, whatever the new one, the Oasis of the Seas or whatever the new one is called, or I don't know that, um, the Virgin one has. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. No, the Royal Caribbean one that basically is like. It's going to be the world's biggest cruise ship ever when it comes out next year. And this thing's got like an amusement park on top of it. Like it's nuts. It's literally nuts. And like too much. Yeah. For me. I think I like the, the classic. Yeah. Look of the Disney cruise line ship. So they were like, okay, now what are we going to do? And how are we going to make this different? So they really wanted to, you know, focus it on families having fun and having experiences together. So they, First, they said no casinos, which is a staple of the big cruise lines, right? Yeah. They all have casinos on them. And Disney was like, no, we'll do an adult district on them or they've got adult only areas and that. No casinos. We're not putting the casinos there, period, because they figured if parents spent time in the casinos, that cuts down on the family time that they were really trying to go for on the ship. Also, casinos just feel adult and sleazy. Like they just don't yeah. feel. High class. Like, don't yeah. feel you know, like Mickey Mouse slot machine. Yeah, no, thank <laughs> you. No, you thank won a dollar. You. So, you know, it's really good that Bob Chapek's not around still because I feel like we weren't too far off from a Disney yeah. casino with uh, Bob Paycheck in charge. Anyway, oh, 100%. So they knew they wanted Broadway style shows. They wanted club areas for the kids, adult only spaces, upscale dining, but also dining for everybody. But they really wanted to make sure the dining for everybody was upscale, exceptional dining in entertainment venues. So they were the original cruise line to come up with rotational dining where you dine in a mm. different restaurant every night, but keep your wait staff. So you have the same servers every night who know your cocktail, you like at dinner and know these things and they have it ready for you and come in and all those things. So they were the very first cruise line to do this. That's um, awesome. Rotational dining thing. I love that. We did a cruise in like 2011 with Carnival, and I didn't love the fact that we were always seated at the exact same table every single day with the same wait staff, which they yeah. were great. And the food changed, but it was like, okay, I'd like a change of pace. Like this feels a little mm-hmm. old. So 
I like the rotational dining. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that we're going to do that. And then they knew they wanted to build a beautiful island. And that's where they acquired Castaway Key. It was actually originally called Gorda Key. And then they renamed it Castaway Key when Disney bought it. Cool. Because, of course, they bought an island. Why not? The other thing is everybody in the industry wanted to work for them. So get this. There was a point where if they would have 20 positions posted in the paper for hotel staff on the ship, mm-hmm. they would have over a thousand applications from Whoa. folks working on other ships who wanted to come work on the Disney cruise line. Wow. Like, that's how, and I think that's part of the reason why they have some of the top of the crop when it comes to cruise line staff. Yeah. And I think everybody talks about the experience you get on Disney cruise line. And I think that that goes to show people wanted to work on those ships. So as of now, they are on their way. They have five ships total now in the fleet. More on the way. We know um, the latest is Disney Wish. Another one coming next year. Mm-hmm. They just actually, I think, put the two parts together on the new one, or they're starting to. And more to come, but the Empire is building. What's the new one going to be called again? It had. <sighs> I'm blanking on it right now. I'm going to look it up, too, because I liked its name. The Treasure. It's the Treasure. Treasure. The Treasure. Yeah. Yeah. So the new one's the Disney Wish, and then you have the Disney Treasure, which will be like an. I'm, and I, what I've heard is they're taking feedback from the Wish and they're making tweaks to the Treasure. So good. I, look, I am so excited for us to go. I'm excited for the experiences we're going to have. I'm excited for the kids to experience the kids' clubs. I'm excited for fireworks at sea because Disney Cruise Line is the only cruise line allowed to shoot off fireworks in the ocean. Yeah, and their fireworks are fish food when they fall down. I don't know how they did that, but they did. I'm excited to go to the spa. I'm excited for our fancy brunch we're going to have. I know. Well, don't don't tell everybody yet what we're doing. We won't. Just little teases. I didn't say where. (laughs) Okay. All right. Fine. That's fair. Uh, But I'm super excited. And... The countdown is on. I know. We're going to have so much fun. So anyway, that's a little bit of the interesting history of Disney Cruise Line and how it came to be. That it started from like a licensing agreement with a random cruise line to this cruise empire that they've launched. That's so cool. I'm so excited for our cruise and I'm so excited for the history. Everything that you shared was pretty new as far as the history. That's wild about the Big Red Boat Company, but the premier being seized by federal yeah. marshals. Yeah, but I would. I could you imagine? Like, no, I can't imagine. I, it's hilarious. If you've been on a cruise ship and suddenly you're like, "Why are we going to New York? And why are there police boats around us?" Yeah, and can you imagine being the staff for that and being like, "So what happens to us?" It reminds me. Okay, this is a deep cut, but I don't know if you ever seen the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous. It's one of my favorite mockumentaries of all time. <laughs> but it's about a pageant. It stars Kristen Dunst, and there's a moment where she gets to like the national level of this pageant, and the pageant has shut down. Spoiler: If you've never seen this year 1999 2000 movie, um, and so that she shows up at the very end, and it's like, oh. This company is all gone now. You can't go. And so the women just start like beating the Cosmetic Rose logo or whatever the like pageant logo. And they're going all crazy (laughs) on it. And that just is what it sounds like to me is like, of course, you know, these people probably got there and were like, what? This doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, I hate this. So, yeah. (laughs) 
I know. All right. Well, next week we'll do a little Disney cruise preview. Or we could do a whole Disney trip preview, I guess. Yeah, I think we should definitely give a preview of our cruise and all the preparation that we're doing to get ready for this trip and all the weird nuances. I haven't even thought about packing. Oh, I already made a list. I already have my list. There's a Um, lot to think about. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of nuances to the Disney cruise line culture. So maybe we should talk a little bit about that, too. Oh, we should talk. I mean, I... Thank goodness for those Facebook groups, this trip specific yeah. group, and also the overall one because the tips mm-hmm. and tricks in there and people are quick to answer questions. Super helpful. So yeah. I'm excited. We'll do that next week. And man, it's it's late. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, as you should, sir. Well, folks, you <laughs> all know if you're looking to book a Disney cruise, if you're looking to book Disneyland Disney World, all of the above, reach out to me on our, I always just say on our Instagram, that's the easiest, DM me, or you can go to our website, adventureswithalisonwonderland.com, and you can get a free price quote from me or from any of our agents if you don't want to work with me, but why wouldn't you? You're listening to my podcast, so please and then, reach out. Yeah. Well, I was just going to, I was just going to remind folks, because we haven't said it for a while, our our Instagram, at Generation D Pod. Generation D pod. Pod. Yes. That is. That is I it. know. Because we couldn't get Gen D pod because somebody else has that. So anyway, at Generation D pod. Come find us. Follow us. Oh, my goodness. I think you saw this, Adam, but one of my clients is at Disneyland right now. It's her last day. I saw it. Was she really- texted me. It was like, can I link your Generation D pod Instagram account to this video I'm making because you planned my entire trip? And I said, yes. Aww. And she's a returning client. She's like my best client. She's Amazing. also sent me people. Yeah, I really like her. Adriana. She's awesome. Wow. Well, shout out to you, Adriana. All right, everybody. Night, night. We're going to bed. All right. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Bye.